time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Really important show for you to understand some of the things we're going to be talking about on today's program. So be sure to listen up to this when we're talking about three worlds of money and trying to understand them and where they play into your financial plan. Welcome to the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online as well at Roadmap Financial. Dot com. When we really start to analyze all the different types of investments and opportunities and places that we can put our money, Glenn, we find that there are three main places where we can do that. There's a few alternatives and other things that wouldn't quite fall neatly into the three things that we're going to talk about on today's show. But as a whole, the three worlds of money we're going to talk about today encompass at least a very large portion of where people can put their assets and you know investments and those kinds of things. And what we want to do is in each of these categories, each of these worlds of money, we want to explain the uses that we often find the in these worlds, the uh, examples of investments that fit into these, the pros and cons. And then, Glenn, I'd love to hear also how people maybe sometimes misuse um, you know, the various category, the various world that they might be in. So let's cover what the three worlds of money are, what three worlds of money are on today's show. Uh, what are they, Glenn, the kind of the three main ones we're talking about? So today, Walter, we're really kind of talking about the banking world, right? The insurance world, and then the Wall Street or the investment world. Typically, you know, you, you're taking you know, some form of, you know, cash asset, you know, and you're and you're and you're, you know, you're placing it into, you know, one of these three places. You know, the vast majority of folks have some combination, you know, uh, you know, of, of these. These are these are the seemingly the main places where where most people, you know, position their funds. And so obviously they all have different, you know, you know traits and pros and cons and all of that. And. That's where we'll 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 delve into it a little bit this you know this time Walter. Well, let's take them one at a time and let's walk through the banking world first. So, examples, uses that we see in that world, pros and cons, and and maybe some missteps that people often take there. Sure. Well, I mean, the in banking world, you know, is, is quite simply, you know, bank accounts, right? You know, and that can be, you know, that can take the form of, you know, you, ha- you have money at a bank, you have credit union, you know, sometimes you might have a, you know, you might have a, uh, you know, a brokerage account that has a, you know, has a, you know, has check, you know, checking privileges and things like that, where you, where you have, you know, some, you know, money, you know, segmented off that's sitting in cash or that type of thing. But it, you know, it, it's, it tends to be very, very liquid. It tends to be, you know, how you, you know, use it's like, you know, everybody has, you know, has, has cash flow, you know, and a, you know needs and, and and concerns and and whatnot where they have you know certain bills that come in on a monthly basis and they've got those expenses that they've got to, they got to make sure that they've got the the money readily available to you know take care of that that, that kind of thing you know through a checking account or you know those kinds of things certainly you know uh, you know you're going to have some money set aside for savings for like an emergency type of fund you know and you know and 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 that and that and those kinds of things that you want to have money that you're going you that you know you're going to need you know you know as, as in a short term you know, a lot of times in the checking account is, is that, you know, over the next month or two, you know, or, you know, or maybe over the next six months to a year, you know, and maybe, maybe in, in some form of this, you know, a savings account, you know, and then that kind of thing. And you, and you, you know, really want to think in terms of it, that that is highly liquid money that, that it's available and it's, and it's, it tends to be really for short term, you know, now that said, you know, there are, there are folks that, you know, that, you know, that often, you know, that oftentimes end up having 
more money in that kind of an account than maybe ought to be there. And they don't. And the reason for that is because sometimes they're very security conscious and safety conscious. They don't want to. They don't want to expose you know certain funds to you know to the ups and downs of the of the of the markets, and they want to make sure that it's going to be principal protected, right? Well, there, there are, there are, you know, obviously, you know, bank type of accounts are, are, you know, those are, those are very, those are very good for that. But there, on the other side, there, there might be things that are more principal protected or as principal protected that may have a little bit more, you know, upside potential. And you know, depending upon if if you've got money sitting in a bank account that that you don't need over the next few months or the next the next year or so. You know, maybe it's maybe it's you know you're going to expand your horizons to think about where what are other places that you might be able to position those dollars that they could maybe you know create a little bit you know greater return and, and or you know create additional benefits for you. Yeah, it's interesting. So the banking world, certainly one we're all probably the most familiar with, Glenn, and uh, some some you know I think that's probably a good one to start with. Then we get to the insurance world. This one probably has less familiarity with folks, at least viewing it as part of the investing world, right? I mean, we all know about insurance. But I don't think it's typically associated with the world of investments and, and saving and that kind of thing. No, typically not, Walter. And it's, and it's kind of interesting that it isn't. But, you know, as we were just talking about, I mean, there, there, are, there are certain insurance products where, you know, you, 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 know, you, can, you can, you know, put money in and, you know, it can, it can literally, you know, it can sit there as, a, you know, as a, as a deferred kind of, a, kind of an account that, you know, can be principal protected and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and have, you know, have a certain interest rate, you know, kind of like a, you might expect with like a CD at the bank, but it may, may be, you know, typically it's going to be a little bit greater than, than what the, the, what the bank products might give you. You know, sometimes they can, they can participate with some of the upside of the market with, without exposing it you know, to, you know, to downside risk. You know, it, it can ultimately end up having some, having some benefits in terms of, you know, maybe, you know, income benefits down the line, or maybe, you know, um, you know, long-term care or chronic illness, you know, types of benefits. There are a number of different products out there that most people don't really understand, you know, what's out there or how they work and, and those kinds of things. And it's it's really kind of an interesting thing because, you know, when, when most people start thinking about, you know, some of the things that I'm that I'm talking about, you know, one of the things that comes in is is he talking about is he talking about annuities? And you know, and and you know, there are there are annuities out there that will that will do a variety of different things. And you know, and most people kind of think in terms of, or a lot of people anyway, think in terms of it's like you know, they they hear that word annuity and goes, oh my goodness, that that creates you know a lot of connotations about you know, well that's is is that really a good thing to think about, or is you know, I've always heard that I you know, should I shouldn't really do that or this or that. And I guess one of the questions that I have for folks is you know, I typically ask people you know you know, do you have a pension? You know, and and the vast majority of folks that I talk to don't have a pension. And then when I follow up and say, well, would you like to have a pension? Most people say, well, sure, I would love to have a pension, but I don't have one. And that's that's not a feature of my job. But the reality is, is that there are there are ways to be able to take a portion of your money and be able to create your own pension, you know, through some of the insurance products. Because simply simply stated, I mean, you you know, you have different types of you have different types of you know of, of annuities, and you know, and and in reality is is that Social Security is a type of a public, you know, it's it's like a public annuity, right? And and that it's just like it's you know, it creates an income stream for for as long as you live once you activate those benefits. 
you have a if you have a you know a pension you know that that you're that you that you're receiving from your you know from your company that you that you've you know you've worked at for many years you put money in they put money in well typically one of two things has happened you know at the end of that time when you stop work they either transfer those funds that you and they put money into to an insurance company and then that insurance company then pays you an income for life which is again it's it's type of an annuity or at certain times, there, there are some companies that will play the role of the insurance company and they will pay out that pension, you know, but, but it's, it's really kind of the same thing. So, again, we, we kind of come back to whether or not, you know, you, you, you really understand how, how all those pieces fit and work. And as, and as, I, as I've said a number of times, there are, there are tools in the financial toolbox. You know, insurance products are, are, are some of those tools can be annuities, it can be life insurance, it can be long-term care. And interestingly enough, the insurance world has, has created a number of products that, that, that oftentimes have, you know, have, you know, multiple different types of benefits that can be, you know, that can help to, you know, position and, and, and create a, a scenario where you have more, more bang for your buck, so to speak, or, you, you know, you have your money working in multiple ways and, and as it sits in one product. You know, there, there are annuities that have enhanced death benefits that have that have, you know, income benefits. There are some that just literally sit there and they act as a savings account. You know, you have you have, you know, life insurance type of products that you literally can have living benefits with we either either through, you know, chronic, you know, chronic care, long term care type of benefits. You, know, you may be able to, you know, to draw money out as a, as a monthly cash flow in retirement. There's a number of there's a number of things there that in, in a variety of products that most people don't really understand. And again, they're not necessarily the you know, not, not every product is, is going to fit every every single person. But almost almost always there's there is there is something in the insurance world that it can be quite interesting and, and quite beneficial for, for the vast majority of people if they really just understood, you know, what, you know, what the, you know, what's there, you know, within, within that world. And it's, it's, it's kind of a mystery for most folks. But what I will tell you is this, is you really want to be careful because there's an awful lot of insurance agents out there that are, that are really, you know, financial salespeople that are looking to try to sell you certain things rather than to try to find out what's in your best interest. Because, and you, and you got to really be, be cognizant of that and be aware of that and, and, and you know, and, and kind of have your guard up a bit, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything that's in the insurance world is, is you know, is, is, is necessarily a bad thing. It's just that there can be bad implementations of, of particular products. And the question is, is that, you know, does it really fit your needs and, and, and it would it be beneficial to you to consider the possibility? And oftentimes the answer is yes. It's just finding the right person to talk to, to, you know, to, you know, to, so to really explore what are your needs and what are your desires. And, and then we can kind of determine whether or not, you know, there's, there's anything in the insurance world that makes sense for you. We're talking about uh, these different worlds of money so far, the banking world, the insurance world, and then we get to the Wall Street world, Glenn. So let's talk about uses, examples here, pros and cons, and maybe I'm sure this one is uh, full of missteps and misuse, right? Well, Walter, I mean, you know, hey, I mean, Wall Street and investments and whatnot. I mean, the vast majority of folks that I talk to and you know and visit with and you know and 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 you know you come to talk to me and set appointments or become clients, you know, have have money in the markets, right? And and oftentimes, you know, the markets have been very very good to folks, right? The the, the key question is is you know 
do you know what diversification do you have and are you positioned right for where you are in life right and how much risk is there because everybody has experienced or virtually everybody's experienced you know you know large swings in their in their accounts you know ups and downs with you know with how the markets you know you know you know you know go fair you know when different things take place and you know and you know and there's sometimes major corrections like we had back in 2000 or in 2007 and 8 you know or even as the the flash crash that happened last year with you know with covid and whatnot. And so those things can be scary and they can create opportunities. And there's lots of different scenarios that that come into play there. But, you know, what we find is, is that, you know, most most folks have been utilizing those types of accounts along with, you know, with, you know, with 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 banking type of accounts, you know, as, as, as the vast majority of where they have where they have their their money's position. And that's you know, and that's not really a bad thing because, you know, hey, if you're in the accumulation years, that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to live your day to day, pay your bills, and have the money accessible to be able to do that. At the same time, you're trying to grow, you know, your your nest egg as big as you possibly can for you for when you re, you know reach your retirement years. So all of those things make sense. The question is, is you know, as you're approaching the you know the 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 years you know of retirement and the preservation and distribution years. How much risk do you have on not only in terms of the ups and downs of the market and the economy and the economic cycles and all of that, but in terms of, you know, are you exposed to a lot of, you know, a lot of risk in terms of future taxation? You know, are you are you exposed to the possibility of of, you know, of having a lot of medical bills or long term care bills that you don't really have any kind of an adequate vehicle to, you know, that, that, can, that can help you hedge those risks? And that's the conversation that really needs to start to come into play when you're making that transition to, you know, into the into the retirement years or as you're as you're approaching the retirement years. And, you know, there's there all all of these all these different worlds of money and different places to position money all make sense for, you know, for the vast majority of folks. The question is, is how much do you have here and how much do you have there? And what is your and what is the type of diversification that you have in place? And it's a different type of diversification than what most people think of. Most people think in terms of diversification, they just think about, well, how do I have my money positioned inside my 401k or my IRA? And there's a whole lot more to it than just that. And you have to start thinking about other types of diversification, particularly when you start looking at different sets of risks that you that you're going to face as you as you move into the retirement years. All interesting perspectives on those different worlds of money, the banking, insurance, and Wall Street worlds. I'm curious, Glenn, as we maybe zoom in a little bit closer now to talking about individual investors, savers, and and maybe even just clients of yours, do you find that uh, maybe your clients are typically involved in too much of one of these worlds? And and what do you think is maybe the proper mix for your clients in each of these worlds of money? Is it a kind of a straight across the board, equal amounts in each one to be sort of diversified, or, or are we looking at that too simplistically? No, I think that's a little bit simplistic, Walter, because just everybody's situation is a bit different, right? I mean, you know, you have, you have different needs and desires. Some people have pensions, some people don't. You know, there's you know different. Some folks, you know, have you know you know greater desire to have more lifestyle and you know and to spend more. And so there's you know there's different reasons to be positioned in different ways. You know, but you know what we do find oftentimes is is that you know you know when when I'll 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 find the kind of the extremes. And what I mean by that is is that I'll I, you know I'll I'll start having conversation with folks and 
There are times when I sit down and it's like we talk about, okay, well, you know, you've got money here and you've got money there. And, you know, and, and we start looking at, at, at where everything's positioned. And there are times when it's just like I've got all they've got all this money sitting in, the, you know, in a bank account. And it's like, well, you know, well, tell me a little bit more about this. And then, well, you know, I'm concerned. I don't want to I don't want to lose what I have. Right. And I'm concerned that I'm this close to retirement or I'm in retirement and I don't want it to be exposed to this type of risk. Right. And it's like, well, OK, that makes sense. But, you know, it's, let's 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 begin to look at are there other alternatives that are that are there? And most of the time, that's something that's that's really outside of awareness. And so, so there, there are certain situations where it might make sense to at least examine the possibility of maybe a portion of that. Maybe maybe could you could position into an insurance type of product that it may create you know, a better rate of return, maybe create some additional benefits. That's something that you, that you might consider. Right. I mean, it, it, it's not necessarily for everybody and you might end up saying no. But 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 the, but the reality is, is that it's probably not a good idea to just say no before you even understand what the, what the possibilities are. Right. I mean, you can't really make a wise decision without without information. And you really want to understand well, what you know, what what is there? I mean, is, is, is there is there a possibility that I could actually be served better by by repositioning that where I could have where I could have more I could have more benefits and, and, and more and, and more there for me. And I still don't have to take take the risk. I mean, most people, you know, if, if, if that if they really understood that that that's what they could have, they may consider the possibility of doing something a little bit differently. But again, most people don't really you know understand that because they haven't been they haven't gone through you know product training or licensing or anything like that and you don't you know you don't have the scenario where it's like you know you turn on the TV you know where you you know you you open up a magazine or you know you flip on the internet I mean you don't really have like you know like you have you know you have your CNBCs and your Fox Business and all of those you know that are largely I mean it's like it's almost 24/7 about the financial markets but you don't have you don't have anything out there that's like you know that, that that talks about the insurance world, right? And that's that's just kind of a function of the way things are because it's not as it's not as fast paced. And there's not as much news about it. I mean, they they typically are pretty you know pretty stable you know boring products and boring companies that just sit there and they do what they do and they uh, they create you know you know you know security and you know and and benefits and you know and guarantees for folks and that's not really that exciting to try to cover in the news. Right. But but most people don't really realize what's there, you know, as, as a possibility, you know, on the on the other side, you know, I, I, I know a lot of times have folks that are that are coming in, you know, for the first time and they're getting ready to retire. Or they're a couple of years away from retirement and they've got their, re, you know, they've they've been doing really, really well in the markets. They've made really good money in the last number of years. But they, you know, they they they, they have an enormous amount of exposure to risk. And if the markets were to were to tumble, then you know, then then suddenly they're they're looking at a at an account value or account values that that that, that you know that drop substantially, and they may end up being in a scenario where it's like, oh my gosh, now I can't retire when I when I thought I was when I was wanting to because you know the, we had a big downturn, and you know, and there are there are a lot of people who are positioned that way today. That were, you know, if you if you use, you know, history as a guide, you look back into, you know, the you know, 19 end of the 1990s and into 2000, we had that big downturn when the when the dot coms crashed, right, and the markets, you know, you know, lost, you know, 30 to 50 percent of their values, right, in the different types of markets. Same thing happened in 2007, eight, and nine, and you know, there, you know, I mean, there are countless numbers of people who were in those positions at those times that were that were ready to retire, and they found themselves that they couldn't retire because they had this the unexpected downturn 
downturn of the market and suddenly it's like, oh, now I, I got to keep working because I have to have my, my accounts recover. Well, you don't want to be in that position that you, that, you, that you have to delay your retirement because you were too exposed to risk. There's nothing wrong with having you know an appropriate amount of risk, but you know it's it, you don't necessarily want to have all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. And so you know you typically see those extremes, Walter, and you see you typically see an underweighting in both of those in terms of in terms of the insurance world. You know, and and that's not necessarily the right answer for everybody, but it's again it's it's something that at the very least ver everybody should really understand what's out there and how it works and then they can you know intelligently say yes this makes sense for me to 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 you know to possibly position some money there or they might say you know what i mean given you know given the, you know where we are and, and and what our needs are we don't really need to consider that and, and all of those things are possibilities you know it's just it's just important that most people you know, don't really understand everything that's available to them. And I feel like that that's that that's a that's a that's a real that's a real problem because, you know, more often than not, most people have, you know, have have an advisor or two. And if they haven't been exposed to other things other than just this one world of, of where they can put their money, they're missing out on the on, you know, on being at the very least being able to make well-informed decisions. And I think it's important that folks understand what they can do and they may end up deciding, you know what, this gives me more balance and more peace of mind and, and, and all of those things if they, if, they, if they learn a little bit more and they expose themselves to different ideas and different thoughts and different, and different vehicles than what, they, than what they've you know, always done. You know, it's like they say, is if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. And if it's been a good thing, that's all right. But at the same time, if you're in a different position in life, you may need different results and not necessarily the same results as to what you've had building up to retirement, if that makes sense, Walter. Yep, it does make sense, Glenn. And I think it's great to walk through three worlds of money like this, uh, three big ones, the banking world, the insurance world, and the Wall Street world. Hopefully it gives you some clarity and some good examples on those worlds and where people sometimes go wrong uh, investing in those, the right way to view each of those worlds and the mix into your portfolio is just really important. I think if you can understand some of these concepts that we talked about on today's show, then you're really positioning yourself well for your retirement and your financial future, just because there's a lot that goes into this discussion, and uh, it's going to fill you with, with knowledge to get a good grasp on these things. If you'd like to talk a little bit more about your specific financial plan, because we can talk in generalities here on the show all the time, but if you really want to get into the nitty and gritty of your own plan, the best next step for you to take would be to give Glenn a call or go to RoadmapFinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, and you can set up a time to meet, either in the office there in Greensboro or virtually over the phone or a Zoom call, something like that. Uh, certainly can meet that way as well. And you can also call 336-291-3535 to set that up or to ask some basic questions that you might have. 336-291-3535 or again online at RoadmapFinancial.com. Glenn, thanks for walking us through these worlds of money, and we'll look forward to uh, chatting with you again on the next episode. All right, Walter. Take care now. He's here every week to help us out on the Retirement Roadmap podcast. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you again next time. 